And actually, I screwed it up. I didn't have I didn't have this window queued up, so that's that's my bad. Welcome everybody to down the middle. I know it's been a minute, but oh, there's my notification. So we'll just do the quick obligatory audio check. I know it's been a minute, but oh, there's Throw me audio. some heat, Brian. So we'll just do the quick audio, audio, audio check. Check one. Cornbread, damn it, cornbread. All right, we sound we sound majestic, if I dare say. All right, first announcement: somebody got married. Not it. Uh, yes, it was me, and it's actually I don't know if you'd be able to see the ring. Let me see if I can get some light on it. You know what's hilarious about that? It's an NES controller. What? You fucking nerd. Hey, you leave me alone. I love it. You want to know what's hilarious, though? I totally thought you were married. Beforehand? Yeah, I even referred to your now wife as your wife on at least half a dozen occasions. I just assumed, which, I mean, that's on me, but I just... Shame on you, Jake. Shame on you. Not really. That just speaks to your relationship, sir. That's true. I just assumed you were already married. You said, hey, I'm getting married. I'm like, you're not? <laughs> but that inspired us in combination with the fact that until very recently, I don't want to get called out in the comments, until very recently, wrestling has been unbearable to watch. And then WWE's come along and been like, hey, remember how good we used to be? Well, here's some more. Yeah. It's please, Saya, give me more. And they're finally giving us more. They're giving us a lot more, and there's been some news, so we'll cover that real quick. I promise we'll get to the wrestling weddings, but I have to say, because, Brian, this show, first of all, did you know that this is the 60th episode of Down the Middle? I did not know that. There's no sound, but... Because it's live. Popping in. Anyway, so there's that. But then also, this show was right yet again. Do you remember, oh, I think it was back in 2019, there was a, uh, a female wrestler who debuted in All Elite Wrestling, who, upon first gracing the screen, and I believe the subsequent episode, although I'd have to fact check that, so if you want to, go nuts. If not, just take my word for it. Somebody on this show, who will remain nameless, me, said, holy shit, she's green, but she's going to be big. And lo and behold, Jade Cargill is now signed to WWE and apparently is skipping NXT, which, if you recall, there's only one other wrestler who's done that as far as never be having been in WWE before who skipped developmental since NXT's inception. And that other wrestler is AJ Styles. That is true. As that far as true. people, as far as people who had never been to WWE before, because I know people came back. So you've got AJ Styles and Jade Cargill, unless I'm forgetting somebody, but even Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they all went to NXT first. Well, 
you have to throw Sting in there because Sting never went to NXT. He went. To okay, TV. okay, okay. You're right. One of three. I. You no, know, no. You're you're right. You're right. I was mistaken. However, however, technically speaking, now this is really reaching here, but technically speaking, Sting had appeared on WWE television before. It was just in the form of archive footage. Yeah, I mean, I said it's a reach. It's a reach. But fair fair enough. So Jade Cargill is one of three wrestlers in the modern era since the current, not even the current, since the, uh, I don't know what you would call that, the non-game show, ever since WWE switched their developmental system over to the NXT system, the Performance Center. Let's call it the Performance Center. Yeah, about 2011. Yep. Now, Jade Cargill has not wrestled on WWE television, at least not to my knowledge, but she has appeared on yes. WWE television. So, that actually really surprises me. Um. They clearly now let's I don't remember if I said this, but just because I sorry, not sorry. Jade Cargill's a star. She just needs to be polished. There's no better place to polish a natural athlete like like Jade than WWE. They're set up for it. They're going to have her. Any issue she did have in the ring, those are going to be fixed like so fast. Yeah. And I got to believe they're already seeing strides because they've already put her on TV. And, and, and like, I can picture this now. I can picture this now. And I think it would be perfect booking. Sometime, sometime before here in WrestleMania, Bianca wins the women's world title. You have Jade Cargill go in the, in the World Rumble, win the Rumble, and then we get the first ever Bianca versus Jade for the women's world title and the first time having two um I think the word to say it. What African American? Yeah, African Americans at a WrestleMania at the same time. Yeah, first time two black women compete for a major title. And in fact it may be the first time two black women competed at a WrestleMania. I'd have to go back and look for that. So I yeah. Believe it is. I believe it is too, which would be tremendous. And um could have the main event of night one. I don't. I don't know that I'd go that far because what you what you have you you yeah you could, but and I don't think they're going to do this. The only reason I would hesitate to put Jade up for the world title is because I don't want her to. WWE has fast tracked performers in the past to where they're already in the world title picture after about a year, and then they start to flounder because there's not really much else for them to do, which is almost why I would have... I I don't know. You almost would have rather seen Jade in NXT, but I understand why they would forego that because there's no denying the star power. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is if, if she's, if she's going to go to the main roster, I think... Bianca should be the first one. If not Bianca, it needs to be Jade and Rhea Ripley. I want Jade and Charlotte. You want Jade and Charlotte? They teased it, and I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm good with this. I, that's, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Tell me those two can't put on a show. And Charlotte, Charlotte would obviously be leading that match, yeah. rightfully so. And as long as Jade, and this is so not tearing her up, it's just 
Jade was green. She had some issues. Um, I don't think AEW was quite capable of fixing those issues. You know what I mean? AEW don't have an actual developmental system like WWE does. No, they actually were utilizing the Nightmare Factory, which I I, I think Cody did that smart. The Nightmare Factory is not affiliated with either organization. So you actually have students at the Nightmare Factory. I I don't know if any have gone to WWE yet, but I'm sure there have been tryouts or maybe extra work. And then you know there because Lee Johnson came from the Nightmare Factory and he's, well, not that he's been seen on television, but he's technically still in AEW. So, but yeah, so Jade is in WWE. Looking forward to seeing that explosion happen. And then I'm reminded, though, because Jade said in an interview, and I think she may have gotten some flack for this, when she was talking about how the first time she ever used a chair, she was asking people how to do it, and everybody was like, oh, you just swing it. And it was CM Punk, according to her, who actually took a moment and worked with her on it. Yeah. Which I believe in an instant, because that sounds so much like AEW. Yep. You know, I I can see that. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is why I'm pretty confident that Jade, whatever Jade's shortcomings were, will be fixed in in no time. But speaking of new arrivals to WWE, I forget his new name, Brian Pillman Jr. has finally gotten out of purgatory. Lexus King. That's right. That's right. Lexus King. I... W- I- I personally, I don't know. I think they should have went to the, the the Pillman Jr. spot way. I really do. I agree. However, I have, and I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I've been a bad boy. I haven't watched hardly any wrestling over the couple last couple weeks, which is part of the reason why we're doing the weddings episode because I'm so not current. Um, honestly, ever since <laughs> ever since AEW fired Punk, I've just been disgusted with AEW and their television is so bad. Yeah. Like it's, it's bad. And then WWE, there's just so much content. And even though I want to watch there, there's a lot of content. So I need to catch up before I comment too much. So I haven't seen everybody online is talking about the promo that said, yeah, I'm okay with it now. There's apparently Brian Pillman jr. Did a promo on NXT and everybody's like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with the name change now. Have not watched that, so I'm holding off. But where I'm at now, I kind of like Brian Pillman Jr. better. But at the same time, I can understand why they may not want to just milk the Brian Pillman train. I don't know. I I I, I personally think he should have. He kept. She should have kept the Brian Pillman Jr. name. Only because he could go with the fact of the story of his dad was always screwed. Which everyone, the, always thought he was, everyone thought he was delusional, but his kid that barely knew him was always fighting by his side. Yeah. By his side. And, and always still fought for what his dad thought. Yeah, and technically they can still do that, but it's kind of the Braun Breaker situation all over again. I think, much like Braun Breaker, Brian Pillman is good enough to where he doesn't need the name, but the yeah. fans want the name you know they want they want that pillman name again well and just the way they i i don't think having him what's his real name rex steiner 
I think so. I think so. Yeah, Braun Breaker. I don't think it would have hurt him to come out as Rex Steiner. And plus, my issue with Braun Breaker, the name, not the man, the name always sounded really phony to me. Whereas Rex Steiner is still a strong name, and it's actually his name. Yeah. It's kind of my beef with Ricochet. You know what Ricochet's real name is? I used to know it, but I don't remember it now. It's Trevor Mann. That's not a bad wrestling name. Trevor Mann. But Ricochet pigeonholes him. And that's why I don't think... See, and we're going to do the name test. Ladies and gentlemen, your new WWE champion, Ricochet. However, ladies and gentlemen, your new WWE champion, Trevor Mann. It's not stellar, but it's better than Ricochet. Give or take, yeah. It's better than Ricochet. But he's... I don't know if he's married to the ring announcer, but he's at least dating the ring announcer, so he's doing something right. They're dating. Yeah, I on, yeah, I didn't think they were married. On, on other news also, before we get into it, one other thing, which is new news. Well, two things, actually. First off, Vince is officially, has no say-so in any kind of creative, that the, the Endeavor... Good. <laughs> that the Endeavor gave Triple H full say-so of what's going on booking-wise. That makes a lot of sense considering what's been happening. Exactly. And that's why AEW is screwed. <laughs> and second off, um, yesterday, night before, Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever Dynamite was, uh, Sting officially announced when his retirement was going to be. Yeah. going to be? We may not know. It's got to be Darby. I mean, it's got to be Darby. It's got to be Darby. And I think it, I think it, it's got to be Darby. Who knows? No one's staying. He's going to have his last match with Darby Allen, then jump ship back to WWE, and <laughs> to have another retirement yeah. tour. Yep. He's 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 the modern day Ric Flair. <laughs> no, and the reason it has to be Darby is because Sting is Sting is on record saying this. Darby Allen's the reason he got back in the ring in the first place. Yeah. So it it has to be Darby. And plus, name you know, up, name one other person in AEW that makes sense right now. I don't know, unless Undertaker comes back, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's Mark Calloway! <laughs> it's the Godly Gooker! <laughs> Godly Gooker! Mo, <laughs> um, I, I really don't know who else what it would be. Like, I just... It's, it's gotta just be Darby. I mean, I'm trying to think history-wise who else it could it could be. Nope, it's totally gonna be Nick Wayne. Don't you dare say that. You no, it'll be boy. it'll be fucking Danhausen. I would be okay with that. I would not be okay with that. That that would be awful. That would be terrible. He puts the curse on him, then he's forever Joker Sting. I mean, I could see it being it could be Samoa Joe. They've had history too. Oh well, they, yeah, that. Yeah, but had, Joe's a heel though, and for a retirement match, like Joe, they're trying to have a match, not kill him. Well, it depends if he goes on a ladder and does does something to dive off of it. Well, I'm actually I'm putting it out there. I think that 
Sting versus Darby Allen for his retirement match would actually cost some people, myself included, to buy a pay-per-view. It probably would. I would be I would be interested in seeing that. So yeah, I would drop fifty bucks to see that. I think I would too. By the way, everyone, this podcast is brought to you by Stevie Wicks. We'll touch on them in a little bit, but for now, wrestling weddings. So after okay. oh you say what you want to say, then I'm going to say before you say your first one. Well, after all the wrestling weddings we've seen over the years and how they usually uh, culminate or consummate, why would you have one? (laughs) Or let's just say, why would you have multiple weddings with different superstars over the years? edge that was the first one i thought about now you know how it's gonna go man yeah it never goes good i don't think there's been one that's gone good yet you think you know me well not yeah kind (laughs) of no do you think you know him now it's for 25 years it was you think you know me you think you know me you think you know now in my opinion there's only one that stands out the most. And that has to be Triple H and Stephanie McMahon when he drugged her. Yeah, that kind of takes the cake for me. That's kind of <laughs> that is kind of the quintessential. There's been there's been some others, but there's even I, been others that reference that wedding because uh, if you recall, which I rewatched this recently, uh, when Edge and Vicky Guerrero got married and Triple H came out and he was like, and you know, I have a reputation for these weddings. Which yep. can, I want to touch on one thing real quick. And this is where Triple H, some people don't like Triple H and I don't understand why the dude's entertaining as hell, especially when he's, uh, he has a cadence to when he's doing a promo like that, when he's having fun, it's just so entertaining. And he yeah. has he has a really good way of saying things that are tongue and like winking at the audience. It's like it's still funny, but if you know, then it's really funny. Like yeah. uh, when they reunited DX in '06, I think it was, and. Uh, they were dogging on the McMahons and they were talking about Stephanie's husband. And he's like, I don't know whoever got with her. He must have a bazooka, you know, like that kind of stuff. (laughs) I remember that one now, you know, and it's one of those things like it's funny because of the way he says it. But if you know, which who doesn't know, right. But if you know, it's twice as funny because you know, it's, you know, he's really her husband, but they're having fun. And it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah, that's just that's the first one when I think of it. If when I think of a WWE wedding, there's a couple that come to mind. That's always the first one that just comes to my mind when I think WWE weddings is Triple H and Stephanie. When they go through the um, the drive-through to get married. Now, was that? I don't think it was, but was that the first one on like a big? 
wrestling stage that kind of went sideways were they for the most part taken somewhat not seriously but or am i not thinking about that right okay okay say that again i didn't quite understand what you're like was was that the first wrestling wedding that kind of went sideways whereas up to that point okay i didn't think so yeah i know that i know that there are older ones now also remind me did macho man and miss elizabeth get married I know they were actually married, but did they get? Did they have a wrestling wedding on TV? They did remember because that's when Muscle that's... Man and and uh, Jake the Snake were feuding. That's and she, right. She opened a present box and then out came a snake. That's right. Okay, I wasn't. That's that... when Sakura held up a tear. All right. That wasn't just. That wasn't just in my imagination. I seem to remember being like, I do, yeah. Yep, that was that was the next one I was going to mention. Like, of like the ones yeah. you remember. You know what? That one, that one might be better. I think I think that one. Okay, now that I like really think about it, and I think about the story that went along with it and the feud that they had, that may have been a bigger. Wedding one as a standpoint because there's so much more that went into it. It it was a full length story between Jake the Snake and Macho. There wasn't like an actual feud with the whole Triple H and Stephanie thing. It was just like a getting hitched thing. Yeah. Because it all led up for Macho Man and Jake the Snake to have a match, and uh, Macho Man ended up getting bit by the snake and everything else. Oh yeah, I I remember that one. Huh. did you ever hear jake roberts talk about uh macho man coming to see him before that match and he's like yeah listen brother i'm not i'm not saying you've tampered with the snake but uh be a little bit more comfortable if uh you let it bite you first yeah (laughs) why if if i remember right jake the snake's actually scared of snakes yes but he he let it Cause it was uh, that was the cobra that got yeah. that got uh, devenomed. Yep. Oh, that was nasty. Cause it's like that's how cobras bite. They like they need their mouths, I guess, for lack of a better term. So it's not like they bite and let go. They they really try to work the venom in, you know. And plus, they're agitating the hell out of the snake, right? So. But then we're like the two main ones that like hit my head at first i remember speaking of speaking of macho man the uh this one's a weird one because i remember it being entertaining at the time or not at the time but it was closer to the time because i didn't watch it live obviously but i remember seeing it was uh jay lethal and socal val back in tna Now, you were tell me ones about TNA, and I don't remember any of the ones in TNA. Well, that I was, yeah. Watching. That was back when it was, uh, when Jay Lethal was doing the Black Machismo gimmick. I love Black Machismo. Oh, I I do too. But, oh, God, who was, was it Eric Young? Who was, like, coming out and be like, we're soulmates, SoCal. I need to look at that. I need to look that up real quick. I, honestly, I don't remember. I remember it being a lot more entertaining and then I watched it over again for this and I was like, 
I'm sorry, but the only thing I ever remember with Jay Lethal back in TNA was the woo off with Ric Flair. Oh, but oh my gosh! Speaking of, uh, yeah, which that's that's priceless. That one of my top favorite promos ever. Um, but speaking of Impact weddings, the one that I actually this was the opposite. I didn't remember it being entertaining, but it was was uh, when Jeff Jarrett and Karen would be Jarrett got married and then Kurt Angle, I guess said agreed to not do anything bad until after they got married. And then he's like, okay, are we done here? And they're like, yeah. And then he trashes the place. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, let's I see. Didn't, I did not know about that one. Oh no, it was Sanjay Dutt. Not Eric Young. But yeah, so uh, those are the only TNA weddings that I can think of. I know there were more, but oh no, then uh, the Bully Ray married Brooke Hogan, uh, and then that was during the Aces and Eights storyline. And then it turns out that Taz was a groomsman, and he pulled his tux and revealed an Aces and Eights shirt, and then they all jumped Bully Ray. I think I remember that now. Yeah, that one was weird. Huh. I think... Now, do you... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I will go on to another one. Go... Um, do you remember um, Kane and Alita getting married when Kane and uh, Matt Hardy were feuding? Yeah, that one was... Awkward. <laughs> it did not age well. Yeah, I think it was more awkward the fact that we've seen Kane in a full tux and it was white. No, that was awesome. But uh, yeah, the whole that was weird. And I think the reason I generally speaking don't like wrestling weddings is because they're so phony. It's very rare that they're not. Take, for example, when uh I don't think they actually, quote, got married, but they had a wedding. Bobby Lashley and Lana. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and then Liv Morgan came out, and that was very uncomfortable. Like, it was... Then Rusev came out of the cake. Okay, that was funny. <laughs> but uh, th that whole storyline was just weird and just... Ugh, and... Yeah. But that was not the first... That was not the only wedding. That was not the only wrestling wedding that Rusev was a part of. That's true. That was also super awkward and weird and dumb. And in my opinion, ruined Rusev's debut in AEW. Uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Oh, I don't. He debuted as the best man. Yeah, that was stupid. That's not the wedding I was thinking of. The other one with Rusev. There was another one with Rusev, wasn't there? Roman Reigns. When he was feuding Roman Reigns. Now, just to be clear, it wasn't Rusev and Roman Reigns that got married, right? No. That would have been that would have been entertaining as hell. Can be uh Oh, you just made me think of it. Thinking of Rusev and, La and uh, Roman Reigns. 
What about uh, Chuck Palumbo and uh, <laughs> Billy Gunn? Best, best wrestling wedding ever. That just it popped in my head as soon as you said that. That's not the only thing that popped. Oh, that you know what? For something that shouldn't have worked, like I, what it was fun. So this is weird. I don't Actually, remember it fully, but I remember I remember the wedding, but I don't remember everything that happened. It's been so long since I've seen it. The best part is when they're like, "I thought it was just a gimmick." I don't know if it was that way by the wedding, but the whole like for a while there, the joke was like, "Ah, oh, now I can't remember." It, it was a while, but it was entertaining. It was funny. They're like, "We're we're not gay. We're just." Uh, that shouldn't have worked, but it it did. That was that was hilarious. It was quite hilarious. Um, what about here's another one with Kane. It was uh, Edge and Lita getting married, where Kane went up through the the canvas. Oh yeah. And it all. So, when do you think Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi are going to have their wrestling wedding? Oh, Jesus Christ. Who knows? I'm thinking if the ratings get low enough, they might try to might try to boost those ratings. <laughs> have themselves uh, have themselves a wrestling wedding in like the deep south somewhere. Oh, have a God. have a gay interracial marriage wedding at a wrestling show. Oh my god. Actually, they should they should have it in Louisville, Kentucky. And advertising in advance, Jim Cornette might show up with a gun. <laughs> and before anybody takes me the wrong way, not to say that Jim's, Jim Cornette is homophobic or racist, far from it, he's just going to want to stop that travesty from happening at a wrestling ring. Oh my God, I can't handle this. Actually, you know what? I think he'd be in full support of that. Be like, well, at least something's real. And now we have is Mr. and Mr. Twinkletoes <laughs> McFingerbang. Mr. and Mr. McFingerbang. Wow. Coda McFingerbang has a ring to it. Coda McFingerbang, that that tops the fucking cake. I it, That just hit me. Not that to mention, their cake toppers would be adorable. Oh, that just hit me. Um, wow. That's pretty funny, actually. We're going to start calling him Coda McFingerbang. That's fine. That... Oh, Lord. Um, wrestling weddings. Well, we I kind of touched on uh, Vicky Guerrero and Edge, but obviously... And that's... You know what? That's another one that was super weird because triple h comes out shows a video of this is so stupid shows a video of edge and alicia fox i think it was alicia fox on a sofa in a hotel room and there's obviously a camera there and it looks like edge set it up to film them hooking up that's what it looks like and there's just this really weird and i think alicia is trying not to laugh because it just looks ridiculous and then they like do like this little peck, and then Alicia just goes. 
And then, of course, Triple H shows the video. And then Vicky, I hate you. And then it all stops. That La Fam- that entire La Familia storyline was just weird. Oh, I think it was. And she was in the world. She was in the wheelchair, and then he pushed her around all the every place. Yeah, and then like, what were they? They were the Major Brothers back then, but it was Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yep. Like, got adopted by them. It was super weird. And Chavo's there for some reason. Yeah, it was. Didn't Snitsky and Lita try to get married and Kane stopped it? I want to say yes, but I did not. I wasn't watching at that time. I think you're right, though. I think I've seen archival footage of that. I think it was. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm from, if I'm right, it was because Kate because Kate took obviously Lita from edge or whatever or yeah and then snitsky took lita from kane and they tried to get married and then that's when she told kane that she was pregnant because i think the following role after or maybe it would have been a couple following roles where he had the 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 baby, and he punted the <laughs> he punted the baby into the crown, <laughs> and then every week for a couple weeks after that he would carry out a little fake baby doll with him. <laughs> this is so uh, stupid. But we we forgot one. Did we? Where to, Steph? Stephanie and Undertaker got married. Oh. I remember that line now, but I don't fully. Oh, you know what? I don't think those two are related. Because Paul Bearer performed the ceremony, if memory serves. I don't remember. I, I remember that. I'm looking it up. It happened on Raw, April 26, 1999. Undertaker kidnapped Steph, was forcing her into a dark marriage to please the higher power. The ceremony was presided over by Paul Bearer, while Stephanie was in a black dress attached to the Undertaker's sacrificial symbol. Yeah, so they can... Austin came out and saved him. Yeah, Yeah, so I I guess they didn't get married, but they had a wedding. Yeah, I do remember that now. I did that one completely... Went past my brain, but I do 100% remember that one now. Oh. Austin came save him. And, save her. And you were thinking of Stephanie McMahon and Test, I believe. Oh, yeah. Get, getting married, and then that's when Triple H said that they were already married. Yep. Yep. Oh, goodness. Man, how wrestling was good back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Billy and Chuck. <laughs> I I pulled up a list. Because apparently we had, uh, technically, Stephanie and Triple H got married twice. They had the one where she was passed out, and then the, 
apparently they renewed their wedding vows with old Billy and Chuck. Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, this is the entrance for Billy and Chuck's wedding. The commence, the commitment ceremony got mainstream. So technically, it wasn't a wedding because back then you couldn't call it a wedding if it was two dudes. But the com it was, it was it was a wedding. Yeah, it was a wedding, except in name. The commitment ceremony got mainstream publicity because it involved two men. The marriage ceremony was performed by by a rickety old man. I remember that. That shit was funny. Before the ceremony ended, both wrestlers backed out and said it was only a publicity stunt, and they blamed their manager, Rico. Sorry for the background noise. It's all good. Uh, Kane and Lita. Edge and Lita. I didn't remember Edge and Lita getting married. Yeah, that's when Kane came out. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. We just talked about that. I'm sorry. My memory is. <laughs> oh, do you remember when Teddy Long got married? I remember that. To who? Would have been... Uh... Crystal Marshall. I have no idea. Let's see. I don't, I don't remember that one at all. I... I remember him getting married, but I don't remember her much. What was the girl's name that had the that thing on her face that was with JBL? The boogeyman ate it off. I don't remember. I was thinking that's who that was. Oh wow, that there there aren't that many. Come to think of it, I think there's only been one in AEW, and that was uh, Penelope and Kip. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I guess we can delve into awkward relationships in wrestling. You remember Balls Mahoney and Kelly Kelly? Oh God, I remember that. You know what though? What I took away from that whole thing is why are these three gorgeous women hanging around with the Miz? Now, you have to remember, we're not talking about the Miz of today. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about the Miz who debuted, well not debuted, but who either went around with a faux hawk or fedora wearing jorts, but jorts that were like down past his knees, jorts. I'm about to say jorts are fine. You leave John Cena. No, around. no. <laughs> well, What's that line in Superbad? Nobody's gotten a hand job in cargo shorts since Nam. <laughs> I actually just watched that the other day. Still funny. Oh, I am McLovin. It's you, McMuffin. <laughs> this is completely unrelated, but I have to I have to tell this story because it's so funny. Actually, I can make it related. So I went and saw Superbad in the theater with my roommate at the time who was one of my co-hosts on the old internet wrestling show I did, but he actually got me into wrestling, so I can tie it together. See? Look at that story. But um, <laughs> we're watching Superbad in the theater. Obviously, we've never seen it before because it's new, and it's the scene. It's the, it's the period scene. Oh, he's, he's, he's dancing with the girl, and I'm one of the first people in the theater to put it together. 
So I look over at my roommate like to share a laugh and he's has this expression on his face. He's just kind of confused. And then this is the transformation that I saw. I wish I had a camera so I could record it. It was so fucking funny. But so sorry for you on the audio only platforms because you can't see this. But this is this is the progression. And then there was just this this big collective groan in the theater where the other 80% of the people got it. I'm just dying. It was about the time the guy went like this too and he was just like... Oh, God. I would like... Okay, so let me take a moment. That is actually a very well-crafted joke from a narrative perspective because... They set it up to where if you get it early, you're rewarded, but they don't, you cannot not get the joke once it's by the end because uh, Jonah Hill ends the bit with, so fucking period blood on my jeans. So you can't miss the joke, but if you get it earlier, it's better. Yeah. So as gross as it is, it's a very well-crafted joke. And plus well, there's, Plus, there's the irony because he's holding two bottles of detergent or what was detergent. <laughs> and then he's able to be like, it's detergent. Yeah, what are you doing with it? I have fucking period blood on my leg. <laughs> that's what oh. we call that's what we call a plant and a payoff. And believe it or not, wrestling does it, too, when it's done right. Oh, so what do we talk about now that we're we pretty much went all through the weddings? Well, I'll tell you what, before we touch on some more awkward relationships, let me tell you about tonight's sponsor. Brian, you were married recently. Tell me, yeah. did you have candles at your wedding? Yes. And do you like Halloween? Yes. Well, how would you like to marry those two things together with Halloween candles Stevie Wicks. Oh, is that a pumpkin on there? That's a jack-o'-lantern, my friend. That's a jack-o'-lantern. And then, oh, wait, there's more. There's also... Well, the, wait. There's also the spicy pumpkin, which that is very blurry. I'm going to have to hold it further back. And then, one of my personal favorites, the booberry muffin. That No, that's funny right there. Now... You can get all this and more when you subscribe to the monthly Stevie Wicks Candle Box. And as though I'm sure you already are aware, on the months with holidays, you get all themed items, including you get candles, you get scent tarts. So if you don't have a warmer, you should get one. Then you can get some Witch's Brew tarts there. You'll get other goodies periodically like, oh, and this one, you got a Stevie Wicks pen, which actually I've used these before. These are very nice promotional pens. And then sometimes you'll get jewelry. This one's orange for Halloween. The point is, it's always a surprise. And if you use the promo code DOWN20, which I think I wrote it down wrong in the description, so I'll have to change that. Uh -huh. But if you use the code DOWN20, you get 20% off your first month's box. And if you subscribe in October, you will get your Halloween box. So don't wait. And I shouldn't tell you this, but at Christmas, they blow the world apart. They probably lose money at Christmas time because of how much they put into it. But it's kind of a thank you to the customers. 
So again, that's code DOWN20. You get 20% off your first monthly subscription box, and then you get candles at your house every month. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. And these are the best candles you will ever burn. So visit steviewicks.com today. Link is in the description that will take you right to the subscription page. So you don't even have to do any work. It's right there for you. You just have to put your name in and answer some questions about your preferences, and then you get candles shipped to your door every month. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. So, yeah, that's the sponsor. So, uh, awkward relationships. What about um, Kelly Kelly and uh, what's his name? You just said Balls Mahoney. There's another one that Kelly Kelly was with. Well, she, she that was Mike Knox when she first... Although that that was kind of entertaining because she kind of was like yeah, having a thing. He always brought a towel. He ruined the scene. <laughs> he ruined it. Oh, you mean um, what did they call that? It was Kelly Kelly exposed. Was it? Oh, Kelly's yeah. expose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was he ruined it. Yeah. Fuck you, Mike Knox. <laughs> Hey, he he got over as a heel. Yeah, he surely pissed me off. I wanted to see it. Every single week. Call you cock blocker. Asshole. Cock blocker. I'm glad you lost to CM Punk. See, there you go. Punk has always been the voice of the voiceless. He may have not done a lot of things right, but he at least beat him. It's okay. He was late to the party, though. He should have stopped Mike Knox and let everybody get what they wanted. We only needed it one time. Just one time. Come on. Does Sci-Fi really pay attention to what's on their channel? They play Star Trek 24-7. Hey, let's not simmer down. There's nothing wrong with Star Trek. There's nothing wrong with Star Trek. You know, it's not a wedding, but you know, it was really fucking awkward. Remember when Sammy Guevara proposed to his first fiance on AEW television? Oh, I do remember that one. I've, I think I said it on this show, actually. And I, okay, I don't feel bad because it's true, but I probably shouldn't have said it, but I'm going to say it again. Like, when he brought her out, and I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but he brought her out and I said, really? Sammy, you're on TV now. You can do better. And then he did do better. (laughs) He did. He did way better. Now, what I'm curious about, well, and I find this funny because... um. I remember shortly before it came out that they were dating because they kept it on the DL probably for obvious reasons. He had just only a few months prior <laughs> proposed to his then girlfriend. Uh, it was on one of his vlog episodes on YouTube. He, they were talking about because Ty, Ty was hanging around with like him and Fuego and his other friends. 
And he was like, he turns to her and he's like, hey, apparently we're screwing. And then she kind of had this look on her face. She was like, yeah, right. And I was like, oh, they're totally screwing. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're totally like, come on. They're totally, they're boning. And then like, I don't even think it was a month later. I think it was literally like two weeks later. It came out and it's like Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara are together. And then not long after that, he proposed to her on Dynamite again. With a bigger ring, by the way. Now, we're talking about awkward relationships. Let's talk about Perry Saturn and the mop. I just forgot. I don't think they ever got married, but Al Snow and Head. Al Snow and Head, yep. I, mankind and... Or, uh, mankind and... Mr. Sacco. They may as well have been married. Yeah. That sock seen better days. I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know what Mick Foley did to get his wife, but he needs to write another book. Yeah. That brings a whole holy Foley to a whole another definition. I mean, Mick. What what did you do? <laughs> like, did you hit her in the, did you hit her in the head? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so not hating on Mick Foley. Mick Foley is probably yeah. in, he's in the top half a percent of nicest people on planet earth. But actually, I think he said this in his own book. He was like, I don't know how the fuck I got my wife, but <laughs> yeah, it brings a Mr. Sacco to a whole nother definition. I just saw, I think it was on TikTok, I saw his daughter did a bit where she had Dan Housen's face paint on and Mick Foley came to her house to visit her. And I he was like, he was like, can I come into your Dan Housen? That's good. That's great. Oh. There's got to be way more we're close to an hour we're actually going longer than i thought we would with this there's got to be some other awkward relationships shooting blanks here buddy well thank god i just let myself out you remember the uh the live sex celebration with edge and lita oh. that actually i heard i heard edge talking about it he said that was the most awkward thing I've ever done. He was like, because nobody's ever done that in a wrestling ring before. Like, how do you, how do you simulate it? And like, I think they did. You know what? As awkward as it was, he didn't sell it as awkward. No. He was in character the whole time. And I'm, this sounds like a very weird thing to say. He did. They did fantastic. Like I was buying and I knew they weren't actually they weren't actually having sex in the middle of the ring, but like, well, she got almost fully undressed though. That's the thing. Oh, I know it was convincing. It, oh, it, there was a little slip in there too. Things happen. I'm not mad. Speaking of awkward relationships, Trish and Vince. I do. Okay. That brought to my attention. Now I do remember that one. Kudos That's to Trish because she sold that okay, so we're, well. We're, 
remember when they were together and it was time to do the kiss my ass thing and he was going to do it to Trish and instead The Rock brought out Rikishi. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, and then there's the infamous when they find when uh, Tommy Dreamer finds out that Beulah has been cheating on him, but not with Stevie Richards, not with Raven, but with Kimono Wanalea. Yeah, I don't. I, I, that one. That one I don't remember. That's another one. I didn't know about that until the rise and fall of ECW, but apparently it was the first lesbian angle done in wrestling, at least on television. Yeah. Wow. It got them kicked off the air. <laughs> or oh, so, I... so, so Tommy Dreamer says. Didn't I don't know that one. I don't know about that. It was cable television. I'm pretty sure they saw a rating spike among others, but. But that was, it, you know what? It couldn't have gotten kicked off air because Tommy Dreamer was palling around with both of them for a while after that. That was the infamous, that was the infamous, I'll take them both, I'm hardcore. You know, as 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 wild as ECW was, there really weren't, not to my recollection, which not being able to have watched ECW because I didn't have cable in those times, and I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, but I can't think of many really awkward relationships per se because, I mean, yeah, partners change, but other than that, I can't really think of anything that was really damning except for maybe that weird bit with raven and the sandman's ex-wife and and his kid but i actually from what i saw that angle that was actually pretty good television so damn i'm not i'm not thinking of any more the relate the relationship itself wasn't awkward, but Cody and Brandy Rhodes in AEW was something of an enigma. And it was mostly Brandy because I think she couldn't figure out what she wanted to do because on the one hand, she's Cody's wife and she's always in his corner, but she's also the head of a heel stable when her husband was a baby face. And then she's doing some occult stuff. But then the next week she comes out and says, you got a black belt. I'm a black bitch. <laughs> she said it, not me. And, you know, this is going to be controversial. I actually like Brandy Rhodes. I think some of the stuff she did was a little cringe. But overall, I enjoyed most of what she did on screen. And even if I didn't enjoy it, it was mostly just confusion. Yeah. As to, like, okay, I don't know why we're doing this, but... I'm looking forward to bring it full circle. I'm looking forward to seeing Jade possibly interact with Cody in WWE. Yeah, that's I did see an interview where she said she was happy to be around Cody again because she was that Cody was like man of her big one of her big factors of joining the WWE. Well, it, wrestling because um, she did some training at the Nightmare Factory. I know she's been on record, and Cody was a big part of her coming in, if I remember correctly. 
I mean, they set up that angle with Shaq, which I still maintain is one of the best debuts I've seen in the modern era because it was really interesting. I'll admit it. I was like, Shaq's going to wrestle. I got to see this. And yeah. then I, it did exactly what it was supposed to do, though, because I was like, oh, I got to watch this. This is going to be hilarious. But then I saw Jade Cargill and I'm like, oh. Oh, this isn't for Shaq. This is for Jade. Yeah. And honestly, in her debut, she did. I mean, she looked fantastic. Like. That's when I knew I was like a lot of times when a wrestler debuts. I can pretty much tell I've been wrong a couple of times, obviously, but I can pretty much tell where their ceiling's going to be. And with Jade, I was like, oh, megastar. As long as she's handled properly, she's got the potential to be a superstar. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, the most... <laughs> the ultimate awkward relationship, Tony Khan and a microphone. Or a keyboard. Or just talking in general. I'm slowly dying on the inside. Well, people are acting like this is a new thing. It's not a new thing. Tony Khan's been... Tony Khan should not talk on television, and somebody should take his Twitter away from him. He's almost as bad as Donald Trump. Not quite as bad, but he's still pretty bad. Like, he's... Tony Khan, the president and CEO, and I'm not going to say head booker, but I guess chief creator of... All Elite Wrestling, the number two wrestling promotion in the world, is arguing we arguing with random usernames on Twitter. Random. Randos. Not journalists, not wrestlers. Randos. People with avatars in their profile photos that have numbers at the end of their name. It... Tony... Who gives shit? And then there's... I don't know how he's still allowed to do media scrums. You would think they'd stop doing them after all the bad things that happen at media scrums. All the bad things. All the bad things. <laughs> oh. But, oh gosh, I think my favorite... Not my favorite, but to me that was the most cringy is when Tony Khan at his own media scrum, at his own fake news conference that's imitating a professional sports news conference, he goes on a rant about a Friday night war that didn't exist, says the word fuck, I think, eight or nine times, and even CM Punk is sitting there and just goes... Like... I mean, that, in my opinion, gave Punk license to just say whatever the hell he wanted because Tony Khan clearly didn't have any decorum there. And I actually, I that was a while ago, but I put a TikTok up responding to it. I was like, Tony, there was, you didn't win a war. You can't, <laughs> there was no war. If you're seriously insinuating that you got higher ratings than SmackDown, you're wrong. But let's just, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what I said, but then I was like, let's just, Hang on just one second. Let's for the sake of argument, let's say that for one random Friday night, 
AEW actually did surpass SmackDown in the ratings, which never happened. They never came close. But let's just say for a second that they did. How much money did Warner Brothers Discovery pay for All Elite Wrestling to be on their television channel on Friday nights? I don't know, but it sure as shit wasn't a billion dollars. There's no, that's, that's like sucker punching the world champion boxer and saying, I'm the champ. Yeah. For him then to turn around and knock you out. Like, it's not a fight if the other side doesn't know they're in a fight. It's like I make fun of, here in Indianapolis, I make fun of Colts fans over the years because it's like, we're rivals with the Patriots. I'm like, are we though? Are you really? How do the Patriots feel about it? Right now, the Patriots have more losses than we do. That's saying something, too. I'm talking about over the years. I didn't know that. I don't watch NFL. It's boring. Quite frankly. Yeah. Well, I can't think of... I certainly can't think of any more weddings. I can't either. Well, I guess in closing, I will just let everybody know that we apologize for the hectic schedule. Life happens. Stuff comes up. But I think when's our next actual show? It was supposed to be this past Sunday, right? It won't be this Sunday. It'll be the following Sunday. It'll be the following Sunday. We'll be back on normal schedule. Yep. All righty. Well, I think... Unless you don't think you'll be able to, I think we might actually go through all in the original all in for that uh, one. I, I should be I should be okay for that one. Yeah, should be okay because the videos are still up that I sent you, which I don't feel bad about that one because Tony Khan, you own all in. You should release it. That is true. Release it, commemorative DVD or Blu-ray. Come on, let's do it. You'll sell, there. you'll sell at least 11,000 of them. Because <laughs> everybody who was there is going to want one. I wanted a copy so bad that I had to resort to internet piracy because it wasn't available. And at that point, I don't believe it's piracy. I think it's piracy if you steal it, but if it's unavailable because whoever owns it refuses to put it out, then what do they expect you to do? There's no other alternative. So come on, Tony, release it. Release it. But anyway, well, if you have nothing more to add. Other than the fact that I'm still in the process of possibly the gaming podcast. That needs to happen. There's actually, I can't announce them yet. There's a lot of stuff coming. Um, Let me ask you real quick. Are you a Dungeons and Dragons fan? That I am. I will tell you off air. I cannot make the official announcement yet because it's coming, but there's there's something big coming. But I'm even a Magic fan too. Magic the Gathering, huge you, Magic fan. You will want to watch the other podcast, Toon Talk 2.0, episode two. We have a world ranked Magic the Gathering player or retired, I guess. Magic the Gathering player turned uh, professional poker dealer. What? Yeah. I'm interested. It was a very, very fun podcast. I got to nerd out a little bit because I love Magic the Gathering. I haven't played in a very long time, but 
Oh, you son of a bitch. I bring it to work every night because I have a group at work. We all play. I was going to say, do you guys play? That's so awesome. Every night at work. This is my commander deck. My tournament commander deck's in my bag. Oh, I miss it so much. I wouldn't even know where to start, though, because... um. If you wanted to, I could help you out. Well, I got turned off. I don't remember what the series was, but it was, uh, this would have been, this would have been like 2004, 2005. I don't remember what the name of the series was, but it was all about artifacts. Um, I can't, can't remember. I can't remember either. My favorite series was Tempest. That shows you how old I am. <laughs> I really like Guilds of Ravnica. I don't think I was playing at the time. That would have been 2000... 2017-ish. Oh, yeah. No, no. I stopped playing. It was that series because I got used... I learned how to play the game a certain way. And the problem is when they completely change it around like that, you it, it completely changes how the game is played. And I really didn't like the artifact centric play. What? I like, I love an artifact only deck. When we, we cast everything for free, there you go. Okay, fair. But like I said, I learned, I learned how to play old, old, like I had, I had a deck that I don't think a single card would be tournament legal now. Cause half of it was already tournament illegal at the time, but I never played in tournaments. I just played for fun. Yeah. You happen to have it still? No. I wish. It was a lot of fun. It was a, uh, I called it my decking deck because here's the funny part. I got tired of losing. So I decided I was going to build a deck that would do nothing but be a pain in people's ass. The whole point of the deck wasn't to do damage. It was to make the person run out of cards. You made a mill deck? Yes. Was it blue, was it blue black mill? Just blue. It was Wow. Okay. I have a blue black mill that's pretty gross. My secret weapon was Scalp Alexis. Ooh. Because Mindstone and uh or Mind Grind and uh I don't remember the other other card. It, it it makes an opponent infinitely mill. You know what's funny? Alexander said the same thing when I was really? telling him about my deck. No, because Scalp Alexis and we actually we had a debate and we had a friend who was a he he'd gone to tournaments and he could actually he was who we would consult if we needed like clarification or a ruling. So Scalp Alexis and I'm paraphrasing it. Scalp Alexis says if you deal damage to somebody, they have to discard the top four cards of their deck and put them in their graveyard. But if any of those cards had the same name, they have to repeat the process. Ooh, interesting. But here's where it came up. It was my secret weapon because it was. It took, uh, he mulled over it for a while, and then he said, yes, land cards are part of that. Um, you want to mill 14 cards? This is a nice one. Tap three to mill 14. Oh, man. Yeah, pretty gross. And then I had, I had two others that I can't remember what they... Mind Sculpt. That's the only one. Puts top seven. That might have been it.
I can't remember, but I remember I played one game and like I hit him with Scalpel Lexus once and I got rid of almost half his deck just from that one thing because he kept drawing duplicate land cards. This was this was a I I will say this one last card because this is a pretty nasty one. It's called Right of the Preach Six. Right of the Preach Six gets plus one plus one for each creature card in your opponent's graveyard. You mill out to nothing. You play that, and then you have like a fifteen fifteen or like a twenty twenty monster. I'll tell you about the time I accidentally built uh, an infinite damage deck that I was actually playing a game, and then uh, our buddy who taught us all how to play basically just came by, looked at what I had out, and he was like, you realize you just won the game, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I have far enough. I even have... Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? I even have Yu-Gi-Oh cards in my bag. I played Yu-Gi-Oh too. Underrated game. It's actually quite fun. Especially I have all, if... I all pieces of Exodia. Tournament illegal. They now have an Exodia card that's all one creature. Must be tournament legal. Instead of uh, five pieces. Yeah, but five pieces, you win the game. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so let us sign off. I'll tell you the news, and then hopefully by the next time, I'll be able to announce it. But it'll be soon, I promise. So... Thank you for enjoying this episode of Down the Middle once again. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. It's because of you guys that the channel was growing surely, slowly but surely. And by the way, welcome to the new subscribers. Sorry there was a bit of a delay in your episode. But as you can see, we are here. If you would rather listen to the podcast rather than watch it, you can check us out on all major audio podcast platforms, including but not limited to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio. I always forget iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio is such a good app to have. And there's others. I just forget them. YouTube Music, that's another one. And, believe it or not, TikTok. Limited podcasts, because they have a... They have a limit, a link limit, that doesn't really make sense. But, regardless, if you see one of our shorts on TikTok and you see a little play button, you can listen to the entire podcast right there on TikTok, if you so choose yeah that's new you know one of these may, one of these days we might go live on tiktok we need oh. to get enough followers but yeah because yeah, you have to have a thousand followers is it a thousand i think it is i don't remember i don't know could be wrong but anyway when we can we will so you better just go go like rt media on tiktok too while you're at it right there just go ahead and do it Yep, go, ahead and, that. go ahead and do it. And as always, watch wrestling. Wrestling. Go. Go watch it now. Turn this off. We're done. Go.